0: And not musicians and cool Hello! Welcome to the Harley and Josh Show. Your new music podcast by musicians. For musicians. For, uh, well, no, I mean, if, you, if you're not a musician, I mean, we're not going to be saying, don't listen to this.
1: Oh, yeah, sure, sure. I think uh, you'll get
0: it. I think you'll get it. So, yeah, this week we've got music from Dusky Sunday, yep. Tundra, and Manic Blackout. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we've got a nice mixed bag of music. Also, we're going to be talking about the news... Of streaming services seem to be seeing a bit of a decline in this most r- recent quarter, so we'll mm-hmm. talk about the effects of that, as well as we're going to ask the question that Harley's posing today. Yes. <laughs> What's the question, Harley? Uh, I, I'm. I want to know whether musicians
1: uh, know enough about uh, PRS licensing and um, whether we're getting enough education to be able to make the most of that.
0: Absolutely. That's a very good question, Harley. You know what I mean? I find that we just need to know these things. But what I need to know is... What'd you do? Well? What? I don't...
1: Well? I didn't let me finish. Well? did let me start. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Oh, mate, it's been a great weekend. It's been yes. a really good weekend. I mean, Saturday build- was technically the worst gig of my life.
0: <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. When okay, I, starting off strong. I love When
1: it. I say technically, as in everything technically went wrong. Right. Okay. okay. Um. Sit down, guys. Uh, um, is, I am. Y- you're into this. This is going to happen. Sit down further. Yeah. If you're sitting <laughs> down, sit taken. on the floor. Shh. Get on the floor. <laughs> okay, it's gone down, yes. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Now the mic's too tall. Oh. <laughs> um. Yeah, so uh, I was playing with...
0: <laughs> why familiar? do i always
1: blank on that why what's wrong with me right okay i was playing with the memento very good uh, yeah thank you very much we were uh... there's women toes in there as well oh yeah. yeah yeah my women toes yeah good just the one um yeah i so... think she's got 10 Oh yeah, she has. No. I uh, no, Stone Market 11. Oh. Hey. <laughs> it's fine. She doesn't, it. she doesn't she doesn't listen. She never she never, listen she to never listens to me. It's fine. So anyway, um yeah, so we were playing with the Mementos this weekend. It was uh, myself, it was Laura, Toby on drums, and we also had Tom McCarthy on guitar. Oh, guitar theme. Uh, we had a couple of rehearsals. went really well. We did our one of probably one of my favorite first dance songs for that I've played for a long time.
0: Rain in Blood by Slayer.
1: Yes actually awesome. we uh we did um written by the same person not many people know this we did taylor swift love story what yeah rain and blood was written by taylor swift not oh
0: yeah. <laughs> i don't think she was born at that point
1: she wrote it on the womb
0: <laughs> on the womb yeah just on the inside Yep,
1: cool um yeah she uh yeah it was really cool was a really good song love it um the 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 truck driver's gear shifters I like to call it the uh the the this random I key change are me, yeah. um but yeah just like oh, you can't help but just feel really powerful when you're playing mm. that key change
0: mm.
1: however we went to start playing the song right and Tom's amp which is actually my amp that I'd bought the day before what was the amp uh, Vox Night Train ah broke oh. Yeah, uh, there was a power cut. They were running the entire tent off uh, a single plug. Oh, no. We had aired that uh, concern uh, during sound check, and they oh, said, oh, no, we're pretty sure, it'll be fine. Sure. Now, our stuff doesn't run a, l- a great deal of ampage. No, music stuff doesn't usually. Not it, at does all. It. Um, but they were also running the bar off it, fridges, uh, stuff like oh that. Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, and pumps and stuff like that. So that is the stuff that really does draw ampage mm. out of a, a power socket. Lights as well. Can yeah, do that. the lights were on a separate 16 amp, but we were just running off a single 13, I think, Right, and it really wasn't ideal. Um, we Goodness. had a couple of power cuts through the night.
0: So that wasn't great. That's not great for your digital desk
1: as well. No, no. It actually boots up quicker than I thought it did. Oh, good. Boot. Uh, something that I thought, the whole thing cut out, and it cuts back in about eight, about five seconds. Oh, that's pretty so, good. Isn't it? Um, I was quite happy with the fact that it just woof goes. Sometimes woof. these things take a, like a couple of minutes to initialize, um, especially like the big digital desks and stuff. They take a little while mm-hmm. to work out what they're doing, and you know they're like, oh they're like you know like a, a receptionist late for work. They say like, oh just got to make sure oh yeah yeah okay everything just get a cup of tea and yeah, nah, then nah, yeah all right yeah yeah
0: all right and that's, Is that what's coming through the speakers when you turn your desk on yeah I'll, I'll make a cup of tea oh yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> get the memo. Well, not only did Get that... the memo in toes. Yeah,
1: oh, I bought some nine volt batteries for the wireless mic, and they were duff. <gasps> we got through three batteries in the first oh, no. set. They weren't like powerline ones, were they? Um, I don't know what they were. They were Kodak ones, so they were yeah, yeah, same kind of things, right? Yeah, but um, that wasn't ideal. Absolutely. The worst thing was because it's an older microphone, you heard it going before you knew. I, I... Uh, uh, not so much uh, it was just getting this horrible like low end distortion oh really like, l- like really compresses the sound no top end and it just sounds horrible um, doesn't it yeah uh, we found a battery that did work because we were right in the stick so luckily we we didn't need to go elsewhere. We found a I um, oh, I took one out of the uh one of my pedals that I didn't realize was in there.
0: All right, yeah, nice. Yeah, that that's the first place you look, isn't it? Your pedal board is just like ah, ah, I never actually put them in there, they just came in there with yeah,
1: it. Yeah, they come in and then you don't think because you just plug your power supply into it and then yeah, they stay Fire in there, it, yeah. It? So, yeah, that happened. Um, first song into the second set, my bass cut out what? <laughs> and. <laughs> I was so annoyed, like everything <laughs> else had gone wrong and I was really annoyed and I just for pure frustration, just went, Ah, Jung! Right. Of course it started working again. Hey. <laughs> it just went through the speakers, this massive Jung! Oh my goodness. And I was well, like well, what ah. was
0: uh, I guess in that situation
1: if it goes wrong I hit it? Yeah. Yeah. It turned out it was on the patch cable, so um,
0: Oh, right, in, the, in your pedal board? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's always the way, isn't it? And Especially when you've got a bunch of pedals like we do. Yeah. Like, finding out which one is what. Is On there a tool that you can actually use to find out which cables are busted without having to sit there and unplug a bunch of stuff? Just wiggle them. <laughs> just the, the wiggly tool? The wiggly just tool. Just tool. Okay, I, gotcha.
1: I, think that's, I mean, there's cable testers, but not really. You have to unplug them and plug yeah, them Yeah, true. In. Um, so, yeah, that was Surely a thing. Surely should be lasers. I have been spending the last month going, I'm not going to get a Helix. Right. I, for anyone who doesn't know, Helix is like a really good multi effect pedal with um, amp and simulation, yeah. and you can use it. And it has all these effects on it, and it's
0: great. Absolutely. and it's quite, it's pretty tiny, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Com- well, in comparison to an AC30 or a you know, or yep. a, a big Mark kit, Mark base. Well, they're
1: just all on a pedal board now. It's amazing. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah really so Tom's got the one that's like a rack mounted version. Yes, it is, yeah. But they do a version now which is just the pedal board, and mm. then just run off that. Um, What's the kind of pricing of that? They start. They do. They do it in various different levels. So they uh-huh. do. A, they do the um, Helix Stomp, which is just a three-button
0: system. It's just a bunch of people with like broomsticks and trash bin lids just yep. going. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. Uh, so there was a the, the the Stomp, which is like three buttons. I think it's like three four hundred pounds. Right, yeah. They do an effects a Helix effects, which is a bit more. It's got six six effects on it. Right. Uh, but no amp modeling. Okay. Then you go up to the LT, which I think is about nine fifty. Right. Which is everything you need, buttons and stuff. And then you've got the full version, which is just over a thousand pound. I don't know exactly, Mm. but that's got scribble strips, so you can you name all your all your um, pedals and stuff like that. Scribble strips. And uh, you can tasty give your uh, pedals rude names, like I know Tom
0: does. Um, (laughs) And or just like old teachers. Like names, like Mrs. Puzzle. She, she can stamp on it. <laughs> Mr. Shoebridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you said I wouldn't mount to nothing. I'm stomping on your face. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um. Yeah. And now I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, look, I Do You don't, think I get it? It's. it's I'm, I'm liking the does idea. Does it come of,
0: with an expression pedal, like volume pedal, starts,
1: The LT and above does, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. And you can pick different types of wah. So you can have a vox wah, crybaby. And I think there are like four or five different types of crybaby. Oh. Um, or you can have the Morley style, same, all, all, and you got all the whammy effects in there as well. Does it have
0: a crybaby? What? what? <sighs> what? I've what? just remembered
1: Pedal. a toy I've brought. Oh, go on. I can, I'll, 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 next time we play a song, I'll run out to the van and get Ooh. it. Yeah, lovely. We'll mic it up. It's great. Oh, great. It is, bud. Yeah, so yeah, that was uh, a frustrating day. However, we were DJing afterwards. Um, right, I bought a new DJ controller, and me and Toby had oh, cool. lots of fun like with it, like a Newmark thing. Or yes, yeah. yes, um, we Mixed had a Track s- Pro. We had yes, Mixtrack Pro two. Same. I've got is that the what same? Go- yeah? Z. I yeah. I had the smaller um, one, which they called the DJ to go. Right. Yeah. Tiny little thing, and it's, it does everything you kind of need, but this the one above it is. Just bigger, like the the uh, the spinny bits, the decks, yes. um, are a lot more usable. Whereas they were pretty much unusable on
0: on, on tiny ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they got some sp-
1: they got some weight to them. Yeah. It's um, like
0: spinning sources, otherwise, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. There. yeah, 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 um, yeah. It's just good so, for beat matching a lot of the time. Yeah, if you really want to do that,
1: and uh, finding the right part where you want the song to come and in, the right sample to go something.
0: Oh, it's not there today,
1: is uh, it? <laughs> no, it's not there. Sad times. But um, yeah, it was great fun. Uh, we had a lot of fun, and it kind of helped let us uh, calm down after the stressful gig situation. <laughs> yeah, it
0: was. It was not not great. But did you have a good time? So that's the thing. Yeah. You have technically the worst gig ever, but still have a great time
1: after it. After it was over, we were able to have a lot of fun, and the pack down was fun. And Laura actually mentioned she said she had a really good time playing with us because obviously me, Toby, Tom, we 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 know each other. Uh, well enough to have a bit of a laugh and, Absolutely, um, yeah. telling a few, off a bit. telling a few jokes afterwards. Very and, blue uh,
0: ones I'm expecting.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh, Laura's just like great children.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was, there were a few moments like that. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was good fun to sort of, you know. Among friends, and it's really nice to be able to play in a band with friends, which not a lot oh, of people friends. get to do that in other professions. No, but you're we right, do. yeah,
0: especially when you're just meeting the people on the day, yeah. Um, what other gigs did you have? Harley,
1: so the only other thing I did this week was I was at the Ipswich Guitar School's annual uh performance. Oh, right, where was that? Is that Some in Woodbridge? Or am I going? Crazy? We uh, there, the school itself is just outside of Hadley, I believe, right? Okay, um, or on the way to Hadley, right. However, we were we did the show at Gresham's.
0: Oh, cool! Yeah,
1: Um, which is a really nice
0: venue. I don't know if Mm. you've been there since they've had it all set up and done out. The last (laughs) set out and done up. Um, The last time I went there, all they well, I say all they had, but it was this great sort of massive marquee style thing. Yeah, Um, have they expanded on that?
1: So it's now got all like uh, it's all all cloth, star cloth ceiling and stuff like that. Yeah pure like all trust they've got a kind of like the
0: the um oh what's it Milsoms yeah like, very like, similar to Milsoms yeah yep. Is the forum no what's it called there oh, I don't right know. we've both forgotten it now yeah hanger yeah i think
1: it's yeah hanger. yeah so it's a similar kind of layout to that but there's uh they've got a really nice install install pa system chris the drummer um because he had a house band and just had various people getting up to play guitar uh chris who we had on drums was blown away with his sound. He really liked the sound of it because the subs were underneath the stage. He could really feel that kick drum. That's great. It was really nice. And I, I was happy as Larry. I had an X32 uh, full-size desk to sort uh-huh. of run the sound. And, um, it was just really great to have full control of everything. So what kind of stuff was going on on the stage? So there was drums, bass, guitar. Wait. There was drums, bass, vocals that right. were there the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole school is run by Richard Dean. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Yeah. Uh, so this is his school his project um he was on guitar for a lot of it assisting the students but Mm. they every song or every other song students would get off and then other students would get on and they Mm. would perform songs that they've been learning varying abilities very yes so these were kids starting from six or seven up to sort of pensioners in their 60s okay cool um they some of them sung some of them played acoustic some of them played electric some of them played original songs Mm. uh some of them played covers it was all what what they wanted to do, and it was the quality is always going up there as well. I, I commented uh, to Richard halfway through, said like compared to last year and the the time before that I did it, they just get better each year. Oh, good. Um, and he says, yeah, you, you don't really notice it when you're teaching them because you're just bit by bit. But then when you kind of take a step back and go, ah, oh, he couldn't play that riff last year. Yeah, he never would have had a chance of doing that. And Sometimes now he's done even it even last
0: week. You know. Yeah.
1: She's on the stage. She wouldn't have stepped on the stage. It's like her confidence has gone through the roof. It's amazing. So that was really cool. It was really, uh, really fun, really enjoyable. We got to see Bronwyn. Um, she turned up to watch her friend perform in the evening. Um, right. She did record a little, she said that she uh, bumped into you and was wanting to come onto the show. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, this is what she said i Josh. And you, said, you told Josh you wanted to come on the show? Oh, yeah. And it, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you went, and, and then you asked if I would mind, and oh, he went... Harley would mind. Right? No, not at all. Not
0: <laughs> So, Bronwyn thinks I'm an English gentleman from the Edwardian I area. I think
1: she actually bumped into Hugh Laurie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, not at all, no. No, you come on the Harley and Josh show, probably it'll be smashy. <laughs>
1: Now, Blackadder, come here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, darling. Um Well, I mean she's gonna get her, her wish, obviously. Oh yes. So we need uh, to have Roman on the show. Yeah, we
1: should be getting on next week.
0: Next week, yeah. Yeah. Well I'm not actually going to be here next week because I am doing stuff and I'll tell you why. Hey. Um but that would be great to have her on. So Harley. Yeah. Oh <laughs> That concludes our new section for It's been a while. we stuff. Yes, darling dear. Let's find out. Did, did, did. Yeah, yeah that's yes. Different jingle
1: It's the old jingle It's our new section Of new th- what I did Which is what we've done Since day one. Oh, quickly Before we go into my section Yep
0: This week, Harley Uh-huh What's new in Harley's pub band Sins?
1: Oh, oh did I think of one? I did you think of one? I'll think of one over this song
0: Alright then okay. This one is uh, Dusky Sunday Our good friends Fern and Sam uh, They played a great set The Grapevine Stage At Ipswich Music Day This is Oceans Check out the lyrics Of this one it's a really, really lovely track um, And it's more about what she's singing for me It's no. great stuff Okay Enjoy. I swear emotions for you And I don't think you ever knew cause you were running from the storm In your raincoat embers. And, and when I got to your door You were sitting in the warm And I was drenched from head to toe Oh, I can't do it anymore That was Dusky Sunday with Oceans. That's available on iTunes and Spotify. Well done, Fern and Sam. That was lovely, mate. So let's get on to... What did I do? Uh, I've got to remember it now. Uh, So, Harley... Yep. uh, Next Monday, the reason why I am not here... Howdy. Is because my students at Moreland have got their end of year performance uh, before they, some of them leave me to <gasps> go to year six. Of course, No, yeah. year seven, sorry, should I say. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so change schools to high school. So, uh, so we've got their sort of end of year performance. They're doing versions of Oliver Twist. Nice. Um, so we're doing lots of musical numbers and things like that. So we're doing rehearsals for that. Um, some of them are going to be singing and performing with guitar, um, but a lot of it is ridiculously hard. So I had had a um, had a uh, a practice with Ms Moore, the the music teacher there, Becky, and she um, says so given me all the sheet music for it, and. I, you know, I, it's been a while since I've read sheet music yeah. uh, for it, and it's musical stuff. And also, they've transposed it all down sort of like one or two semitones, course, up yeah. four or something like that. So, I'm sort of basically transposing on the fly with all of these like slash chords. So, there'll be like a C seven flat five slash G or something like that. So, I'm going to be all having right, to do that, yeah. which is so much easier on the piano mm. because if you're handling, you know, the bass note with your left hand and, you know, the gubbins of the chord with your right hand, then you can change the bass note quite easily. But on guitar, you've got to completely change the shape. And yeah. that's the one benefit that piano has over guitar. Because the rest of the time, it's usually piano is way harder. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was it was good because we, we, we're doing, yeah. They've asked me to do a version of, um, I've got to pick up a or too, boy. <laughs> Um But they asked me to do a backing track of it, uh, but reggae seriously no no. yeah yeah. no he's pick a pocket or two he said I want it to sound like Guns of Brixton by The Clash and it sounds pretty much (laughs) much made it sound exactly like Guns of Brixton (laughs) I'll have to see if I can find it and play it to you Um, but yeah that was really quite fun but reggae um and basically going over that with the kids and making sure that the backing track works with the same because they do a lot of sort of rallentandos ritornellos, and that's quite difficult to do with a, back, a backing track yeah slowing down speeding up you know those kind of things um as it would do on in musicals or when you've just got a piano accompaniment <laughs> so yeah anyway that's the you know it's, it's it, it reaffirmed my ability to be able to be a you Know a, a a pit guitarist if it if I was called upon, right? Um, because you know, I was I was actually sort of you know comping chords on the fly, yeah, uh, and going over it, so that was a nice little you know, nice. pat on my own back Ch- there. Challenge accepted, yes. We had another practice uh over the week uh with Tallulah Good Times, oh, yes, as I am playing with her, um, alongside Mr. Murray Collins Ooh, nice. and Mr. Rich Webb, yep. So it's basically the Lockerbillies plus Hannah Hinchliffe, it's gonna be there, and yeah. Jade Mae Jean nice um it was gonna be merlin Mm. but this performance uh, merlin bruce from caswell um but this performance is for maui wowie on friday the 23rd of august and that weekend is the same weekend that caswell has now just been given reading and leeds festival so they're gonna obviously go and play that so well done guys um but yeah so it was a really good practice just basically going through all these amazing electro swing songs and adding live musicians to it um and just sort of, you know, figuring out how the show's going to run. Uh, Sophie, to Lully Good Times, has been doing all of that um, beforehand. And she's been she's been really good at just saying, they're going, okay, this is how I want it to be. Uh, you guys just have to play it, which is really good. You know, she's she's not, you know, she'll obviously say st- stuff along the lines every once in a while. It's like, no, can you play it a bit like this instead? But most of the time, she's been focusing on how good the show's going to look and how it's going to mm. run, how the songs are running to each other. So um, she's been really nice and concise, Great. With saying, you know, you know, this song's going to happen then. We'll have a couple of jams here and do some improvisation. Oh, there's going to be another guitarist as well, Felipe, who, I think Schreiberg or something, um, who plays with her, who's from mm. London. So he's not really going to be able to play with us beforehand. So it's going to right. be another, like you were just saying earlier, playing with people you don't know. Um, you know, you you have to kind of do that. So, yeah, he's going to turn up and just solo over a bunch of stuff. Um, and yeah, so it of adds a little gypsy swing to it. Sweet. So that was fun. Uh, the next night, I went down to the hoax party. I was originally supposed to be gigging with Goofy oh, yeah. Dust, but that was a Duke of York gig, and I forgot that they'd closed. So, uh, well, I don't think they're closed. They've just got new management now. Mm. Are they actually open, Duke of York? I don't know. Right, I, I haven't been down that area enough. Um, but yeah, so I went to the hoax party down at Cult Cafe. Um, so I'm trying to remember all the bands that played. I remember Outlier. Yeah. Sam Ryder. I had a lot of good things about him. Your oh, great voice. Yeah. Yoji. Uh, and of course, Caswell, there was yeah. another band who I missed, but there was, it was such a great mix of people there. It was amazing. Just like the, the amount of people that were there for that in their own capacities just to um, support local music, including Bronwyn and Dan yeah. uh, from Underline the Sky, as well as uh, Joby, Ash and Nick from Reno yeah. and Rome. Um, rainer came there with me yeah. um, along with... Miss Jenny May Barton, hey buddy. So um, so, so everybody's like, "Where's Harley?" She's like, "I am my own person. <laughs> I do not need Harley around." Um, <laughs> Did you tell you where I was? <laughs> um, no. I was playing Dungeons and Dragons. Nice. I thought she was joking, but I'm I'm actually quite jealous. Um, that's great. Um, Is Harley the Wise as per usual? So, my character's yeah. called Fumfing Philly. Oh, okay. You're a horse. <laughs> What? It's a filly. Is a horse is a female horse.
1: I did not know that. No, yeah. his name was Fumpfing stallion filly. and a filly. So you're a,
0: you're a, you're a what filly? I'm funfin filly. You're a, a, a thumping female horse. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Good. So Don't give me those. Come eh. Of course. So, so eyes. um mm, stallion eyes. So uh I we we, we yeah. We're supporting all these acts. It was really nice to be out on a Friday night and watching live music and Mm. just running into amazing people. There's Ricky Hanley, Tom McCarthy's uncle, who's written songs for some amazing artists. And we were just talking about the music industry and, and kind of where it's going right now. He was saying he writes a lot of music for Korean artists and Canadian artists and Japanese artists. And he's been doing a lot of country songwriting. And he feels that those uh, are very emerging markets. Yeah. Um, so, and we'll get onto sort of worldwide markets a little bit later on in the music news. <gasps> news. Um, so yeah, that was a really good pie. Little Scarlet. Talking of playing with musicians you've not met before, um, I told you guys all last week, including you, Harley. Um, you were just here. Um, that Phil Jackson was yeah. playing look scarlet festival as well as us so the rock and roll band uh, yeah but their guitarist couldn't make it richie couldn't make it right. so um i met their drummer ryan for the first time and we it was the first time playing with them they just gave me the set the keys and off we went and it was great fun yeah absolutely great fun because i wasn't glued to a microphone and i was playing rock and roll music
1: yeah oh, okay so it was kind of it was an in between between Goofer Dust and Lockabilly's yeah, and the it fact. was yeah. It Lockabilly was... star but with all the the same kind of responsibilities. Yeah,
0: it was it was Josh lock on tethered. Basically, I was just like, oh, I can go anywhere.
1: that sounds <laughs> that sounds terrifying.
0: Oh absolutely. yeah. You yeah, wouldn't mind. Oh god <laughs> yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Darcy. Um, <laughs> so uh yeah so that was really fun um really great set i actually sold some locker Buddies merch because people say came up so, do you have a cd and i was like yeah and they were like yeah cool thanks <laughs> they didn't <laughs> think about it it was a phil jackson cd um but yeah and then i went on immediately after um it was is in tiptree in essex uh it was at the the wilkins and sons jam factory funny yeah. that because you know it was a proper jam oh <gasps> Of course,
1: you would tip tree. Tip, t- t- tip tree. Yeah. Yes,
0: um, uh, but we, we we were right next to a water treatment facility for the water that goes onto the strawberries and into the jam. Oh, okay. Uh, and it smelt like burning hair, and I was constantly worried the whole time on stage. I was like, "Is my butt on fire? Have I burnt my mustache? I <laughs> don't know what's going on." When you
1: smell burning hair, the first thing you think of is your butt. Well, I don't know. It was
0: warm up there. Could happen. What? That your, your your
1: butt cheeks? Yeah, friction. Then... And then, then your butt hairs go all a mm. bit singey.
0: Let's mm. not go into too many specifics. People might be eating. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, I went from that. Then there was the Bay Horse Boys played in between our sets. Right. Uh, who did great. There was also the significant others that started it off. I didn't see who else played. Um, they had the busking, the busk stop, which was a little thing sort of, right? Say that three times quickly. Busk stop. Busk stop. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: oh, that was disgusting sorry
0: <laughs> I, I, I i i melted um so yeah that so in between the main acts they would have people from the audience just coming up and just playing songs it was a lot of kids playing song, song, you know singing along with tracks that they loved which was really nice yeah. and some really surprising stuff there was like a, a troop of girls that were playing ukulele and singing nice i was well impressed with that um so yeah uh, and then the Lockerbiddies played um, and yeah, really, really good fun times. Did the whole twisting competition? They had like loads of hula hoopers right at the beginning, where the, at the front of the stage, where the mosh pit is. Oh, yeah. um, so not a lot of people came down the front until nearer the end of the set because people were worried about getting smacked in the face by a hula hoop. Um, But, yeah, so, yeah, we played that, and that was really fun. That was Rainer, Murray and I uh, put on a really good show. We only had half an hour because it was mostly for charity, so it was kind of, you know, limited budget, et cetera. Um, And, yeah, no, very proud of the guys. They did a good job. Um, And uh, then we had the Rhythm Rockets after us playing, who did a great sort of 60s Northern Soul-style set. So that was really fun to watch. And we got free jam. They give us free jam.
1: Nice. Have you had any of it yet?
0: No. What
1: what what, what, What do you like to do with your
0: jam? Um i'll just jam it in my mouth hey you know what i mean um do you know what the difference uh, please don't use that as a soundbite you know what the so, difference
1: in jam and marmalade is
0: no we're not going to do that joke
1: you can't have a blues marmalade on a thursday night
0: oh okay i'm glad it went <laughs> 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 more blues not blue okay so uh then the next day i had bior's music festival oh, yeah. we, we were trying to figure out how to say bior's in, in a suffolk accent Boos, <laughs> um, but that's in Dead and Vale. It was such a lovely drive through there. Dead and Vale is just a gorgeous part of the world. Yeah, it I'm is so amazing. glad it's right on our doorstep. And, we, and Murray was saying he wants to go on a on a bike ride there. Um, so yeah. <laughs> That's, that's harley's toy um so we played uh just after the iron boot scrapers who are a, an amazing band they've played here before i said we've got to have a and the buccaneers set with them yeah um because they're they're edwardian rock so they're dressed up like as if they're sort of like colonial soldiers from the british army in the edwardian area wow. era, sorry um with big hats sort of like as if in the early 1900s they've got guitar drums uh, saxophone, but instead of a bass player, they've got a sousaphone player Nice, going through an amp and a, with a mic on it, it's just like... But, and then also the lead singer, uh, Ian, plays um, Theremin. Okay. Right? It's amazing. So they've got this, this Queens of the Edwardian Age thing going on. It's really cool. There's quite rocky... But with awesome. this kind of like, you know, prom, 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 will the brass bands play diddly um, pom, pom. You know, that kind of thing. So oh, yeah. yeah, I really recommend checking them out. Then we played, um, had a really great set. After uh, you know, we do a twisting competition now where I give out a free CD of sort of like the, uh, the Sugar Rays tracks that I've played yeah. on here before, the live tracks. And um, and it's just, you know, signed CD kind of thing. I'm just like, whoever's got the best twist gets a CD. And I made a child cry. Oh. <laughs> I'll give you context. <laughs>
1: Please do. Please so, don't leave it there. So there
0: was a little girl there. She had a little hat on, you uh, know, sort of flat cap with some roses, some some uh, some sort of flowers on it. And then she had a t-shirt that says "Style Icon" on it. And she was proper going for it. She was doing the twist. She was rocking it. Her name was Leah, and she was amazing. Um, and so I was just like in the middle. I sort of got the guys to break down. I was like, right, who do you think's won? And everybody just pointed at Leah, and I was like, all right then, so jumped off the stage, gave her a CD, and I was like, everybody give Leah a massive round of applause. And she was just like smiling her face off, <laughs> ran to her mum and just started crying. Oh, happy crying. That's okay. That's yes. fine. Context. So, yeah. And then afterwards she came over and she was, we had a big hug and, 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 and selfie and stuff like this. And it was just really nice. Her mum was saying awesome. that it, it meant a lot to her. So that was cool. Hopefully she gets she'll, a bit of a music bug. Yeah, yeah. Not from my hug. I mean, just from from, you know, watching live music. She'll be a rockabilly. Yeah, true, yeah. Um, Rocket girly. So yeah, then after us was uh, The Soul Kitchen, Andy Brush and the guys absolutely nailing it. Uh, Really great stage presence, those guys. Always. And then after that was the Newtown Kings. Oh, nice, yes. Yes, we were saying this last week. Um, So yeah, they played a great set. It was really nice to just walk around and meet all these people. Um, I've been using festivals more as a networking thing nowadays because you don't get paid much for festivals. So it's just good to be able to try and get extra gigs out of them. So if you are playing a festival of any time soon and you're not getting paid much, use the time you're there to talk to the other bands, talk to the organisers, get on people's good sides, just be friendly with people and let them know that you're professional and you do a good job so that they want to book you again and Mm. then you just get some bookings out of it. And I did get some bookings out of that one. I've I've got a birthday party, got a couple pub gigs. So outside of Ipswich. Yeah. So I'm happy with that. Um, nice. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I that was kind of, you know, what I, I did and, and, and things that, that happened. So, you know, I guess that's kind of it. Are we doing it? Wait! So, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, let's listen to some different music, shall we? harley Let's do that. What have we got? Yes, well, we've got a wonderful band uh, from Barry St. Edmonds. They have recently been played on... Uh, pbc6 music yeah this and is tundra yes is tundra this is navy red check it out it's beautiful Service rises are slowing down in major countries.
1: Plus a series of celebrity musicians are selling off their equipment all in aid of charity.
0: Isn't that wonderful, Harley? All today on the music news. Right. So uh, we talked about uh, the sort of the rise in streaming and how it seems to be exponential. Well, yes. that seems to be slowing down. So uh, those who predicted that the growth of audio streaming would begin to slow down in the world's biggest music territories, uh, like the US and UK, were correct. Uh, and while the margin of that deceleration is nothing to panic about just yet, it does already hint that for the global record music business to reach its potential in future, it's going to need to ramp up its progress in so-called developing markets I I did bunny ears there just in case for developing markets Uh, so music business uh, uh, weekly which is what I got this from recently reported that on-demand audio streaming volume in the United States uh, reached 333.5 billion plays in the first six months of this year as revealed by Nielsen data that was up 27.8 percent on the 261 billion last year um, however, in g- real growth terms, this was a less positive story. Uh, in the first half of 2018, so the first half of the year, US streaming volumes rose by 76 billion year on year. But in the first half of this year, uh, the, sh- the stats showed that the annual increase had fallen to 72 billion, down by over a billion plays. I mean, that's down right. by about like 3, 4 billion. So... Yeah. They're less plays than last year. Uh, The United States is the biggest recorded music market on the planet. Uh, Now we also have stats through for the world's number three territory, the United Kingdom. Um, So we are the number three for sort of music consumerism. Yeah. Uh, A similar trend is afoot here, it seems. According to the BPI, the British Phonographic Industry, uh, data analyzed by the music business worldwide is the first half of 2019, UK consumers racked up 54.5 billion on-demand audio streams and territory. I mean, match that to America's $330 billion. It's quite crazy, isn't it? But there are quite a lot more people there. Um, this was up 10 billion or 25% on the same half-year period on 2018. However, this margin was smaller than it's seen in the previous year. Yeah, so all right. So the overall kind of rise has slowed in the UK. Yeah. Uh, the reason the recorded music industry really needs emerging markets to increase the revenues they pay for streaming services is because of just how reliant record labels and artists have become on the likes of Spotify and Apple Music. Right, yeah. You know, we've all become very reliant on it. Uh, the volume of album sales in the UK UK has recently been cut in half. So, well, it's not recently, nearly been cut in half, anyway. In just the past three years, uh, it's down from 31.1 million album sales in the first six months of 2016 to 16 million in the same period this year so over the past three years like half of what it used to be are actually purchasing albums and that's not taking into account you know like for like streams you know what it was Mm. actually like is if you know how much money it would make for if you actually streamed all the album so the global record industry then will have its fingers crossed for the likes of Spotify and their expansion in territories such as India, the Middle East, and South America. Most of the time when I'm researching for the stories for this show, it's it's a lot of the news is based on, you know, what streaming services are yeah. going to India, what streaming services are going to South America. And I'm sitting there going, Oh, you know, why why is there so much news on that? It's because they're kind of hoping for them to be the saving grace. Because the bigger countries like ourselves, I mean, in terms of consumerism, are are lacking in terms of streams now. See,
1: this is, from what I'm I'm really into this, it's not that it's declining, it's just slowing Slowing in growth. Yes. Which, it needs growth to to be sustainable. Mm -hmm. But, Mm -hmm. so that's an interesting thing on that regard, is that, you know, it's growing, but not enough. And it's a weird thing for people to understand, I guess, how businesses work. And by flatlining and just being stable, isn't, always a stable way to be for a business absolutely yeah it's, a, it's an interesting thing
0: that it really is There really is so yeah what do you guys think do you think there needs to be uh, a little bit more focus on you know countries outside of the western world for the music industry and you know we, we, we predicted that that was going to be uh, more of a thing at mm. the beginning of this year so we'll see how that pans out so harley yeah. what's your music news so um this is, i'm not reading off
1: any sheets because i can't read quick enough you know that <laughs> um but uh there's a few artists who are um have been in the last sort of month or so been selling off their their gear and their equipment their guitars and stuff like that for um for charities that they really believe in mm. uh the first one that came about was a uh, paul uh no,
0: dave gilmore David gilmore yeah yeah. um sold his uh was his black entire guitar um uh, collection entire for guitar climate collection. charity uh, uh, for a climate change charity. He raised $21 million. That's insane. Which is a, a wonderful thing to do. I mean, if you think about it, if you're going to raise money for something to be really remembered by, it's going to be the longevity of, you know, being able to sustain human life on the planet, really, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you're going to be remembered for that, right?
1: That's a big step in the right direction. That is. I'm trying
0: to find out how much um, Mark Coppers has made. You had one figure for me, didn't so, you?
1: So, yeah, um, I was watching his bases. He sold four bases I think in total the first one he sold he said I'm selling this base it went for $81,000 oh my god um <clears throat> and then decided to sell a handful more um which went for between Two and four thousand dollars. That's crazy. Isn't it?
0: Uh, and he said, All of the I'll find, um, so I've got an an, 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 a, a, an article here from July 9th. Um, so yeah, we're on the, the 15th right now, so it's, it's a little bit old, but it says, Uh, the auction closed, reaching a total of 80,000. Dollars, with Mark also adding on an extra five thousand dollar donation, all to go to the Trevor Project. That's the one. The Trevor Project, wonderful, wonderful charity, just helping people in the LGBT community sort of, in, well, <clears throat> not be denied jobs. Yeah, and and not to, well, just avoid discrimination, basically. So yeah. that's, I think you know, like we were saying about David Gilmore, if there's going to be one thing that you want to be remembered for, it is to be furthering these kinds of causes. The music is a wonderful thing to be remembered for, obviously, but the kind of social change that you want to be involved in can, you know, it can really, really be helped by raising that amount of money.
1: Yeah, it's mad. It's like, you know, I've got a list of some other stuff that he sold. Um, he sold uh, some microphones um, that he used on on recording some of the Blink-182 albums and Plus 44. Uh, he sold a custom Fender jazz bass with a custom pencil drawing of an octopus uh, by Craig, <laughs> Christy from Raygun Tattoo. Ah. It's really beautiful. I'll find it oh, in it. a second because it's he really nice. He just doodled on it. I like octopus. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, sold some Avalon preamps, an Am- Ampeg SVT classic, the yeah, true beautiful. valve one, hmm. as well as uh, a dozen API 512C preamps, which are awesome preamps. And a 1972 Fender Precision, which you wanted, which I really wanted. And I've just loaned the page up here to see how much it sold for. That's not the right button. Go on. <laughs> Where is it? I'd click the this button. This is the right button. Oh, we uh, have a button on the. On I found the desk. it. You found it? I found
0: the base. Go oh, on. Oh, it's so pretty. Look at it. Oh, it's difficult to look on it on a podcast, but oh, it is pretty. And it's got an octopus on it. Look yeah. At that. Does it say how much it sold for? Um, that was three and a half thousand dollars. Three and a half thousand. See, I'm not bad. I mean, that's just, no. I, I mean, the same kind of thing you'd play for an American, you know, p bass, you know, custom shop kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, if it's been touched by Mark Hoppus. Mm, that's it. And it
1: sold very quickly. Not the kind of
0: autobiography name you oh, want to
1: have. you're also selling a modular synth as well. Oh, look at that. That went for six so anyway, grand. And the wonderful,
0: wonderful news. Uh, what do you guys think about this sort of, uh, well, hopefully it could be a surge, uh, a surge of, of, of musicians sponsoring uh great charities and, and yeah. well that's been going on for absolutely decades and generations isn't but it's it? nice
1: that there's a nice little peak in the in the inner in trend of it yes. and it's, it's all for great causes yes as well. absolutely
0: so harley let's get on to the um oh wait no 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 oh, we've no, missed no, no, out no. a whole section harley I think I this morning. jingle so harley what was your worry about prs Okay, so we were talking last
1: week. Um, we did some interviews. I still haven't finished processing them from Ipswich Music Day. Uh-huh. We were talking to Dan, uh, Dan Lee Harvey, mm-hmm. the, the the father of Ipswich Music Day, as he's, as, <laughs> as we're, we're calling him this year now. Um, oh, he's loving that. Oh, yeah. Proud father, really. Um, but you mentioned asking whether there's enough uh, information for musicians knowing about PRS licensing. Mm. Um, so when they do these performances of their original music, that they're making sure that their money, that, that, that the money that uh, the PRS licence pays towards the mu- having their music played, that they're getting a cut of that. Absolutely. So,
0: Harley, get your button ready. Right. So, at Glastonbury... Uh, <laughs> I uh was approached after every single show yeah. by well actually not after every single show once, but they did have forms off the side of the stage. But there was a PRS representative that well, for, for certain sections of the festival right. that would go around to each of the stage and make sure that the bands were completing these forms. So on the form you basically say your name of your band, name of the songwriters, um, the date of the performance, the time of the performance, and the length of the set time. Yeah. And then you have a sort of a table where you write your Song name, artist name, songwriter, and the length of the song. And you just write out your set list. You give it into them. You sign it off. And then down the line, they give you a payout. And that earned me about 150 quid for the whole weekend. Which, that's... It's not to be laughed at, is it? No. I played four gigs, which we weren't getting paid for. We got free festival ticket. But, <clears throat> you know, that's not too bad. No. Um, it means still... you could
1: afford to pay for an extra ticket for a fellow... Radio host, co-host to come with you next year. I mean, so. that
0: would be about one quarter of a festival ticket. Yeah. But uh, you know. uh, <laughs> guys, for anyway. Ah, oh, you missed it. Um, so yeah, the uh, the great thing about that is that it's it's your w- songs working for you. However, I didn't see any of those forms mm. around at Music Day, um, and I don't. I didn't see them at the past two festivals I've played at. Nobody yeah. said when you got off the stage. Yeah, fill in these forms. Because, you know, a lot of these festivals aren't paying a lot or at, if at all. Mm. So the least that they can do is to have forms so that you can get your royalties. It's yep. not hard to do. You can go on the websites to do it afterwards. If you have played a gig recently where you've had a very good um, turnout uh, or just, you know, if it's just been a gig where you've played for public, you are owed money. Um, not just from the fee, from, you know, from, you know what you've agreed beforehand, But from PRS, you know, you are performing your songs. So um, what we'll find is we'll find a link to where you can go online and, uh, you know, write down all your songs. I mean, if you're a big band like Underline the Sky that have played Neath Festival. Yeah. I mean, there's thousands and thousands of people and they're actually very up on that stuff. Yeah. Uh, I remember Hicks telling me ages ago, he, they used to make more on their rights than they would from the gig fees a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, so it's a smart way of doing things, and it should be promoted a lot more.
1: That's Yeah, definitely so. Um, and I think there's been a lot of, uh, especially when it comes to it's music day, there's been a lot of people being made aware of things that could be made, could make that make that whole day a lot better for us musicians. Mm. Uh, but I think by the time we kind of had these thoughts, it was a bit late to sort of get these ball mm.
0: rolling. And but, to be honest, I think that you know people like Andy Hopgood mm. and 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 Webby um, and Dan Harvey, who are, and Angel, who have been on the board before, have brought these things forward. Um, but it just needs to be just hammered home. Yeah, yeah, it needs to be fronted. Of- anyway, right, let's move on quickly because we're running out of time, boy. Goodly. Any any important mentions for you, Harley, for this week?
1: Um, Where I are you don't playing? think so. Uh, what am I doing this weekend? I am not doing anything. I'm playing D&D. Um, that's awesome. And Actually, no, I might not be now. But I'm doing a wedding for my friend Ellie and Tom. Uh, they're getting married at Wolverston Hall. Oh, very so nice. I'm looking forward to going there. Are you going
0: to it or are you playing it? Playing. Way with whom? With Chart Attack. With Chart Attack. Oh, with Tom great. McCarthy, one more time. Oh, great.
1: Yeah, he's, he's depth with three bands in three weeks. Oh,
0: Tom McCharty. There we go, tack. Cool. So, yeah, all right, let's get on to who's playing where. So this Wednesday, at 7 o'clock, and the Kingfisher in Chantry in Ipswich, that is Catalysis plus support. Um, we're going to finish off the show with one of their songs. Um so, yeah, uh, there's a nice g- group of metal. Uh, I've just literally just been messaged by PRS, by the way. <laughs> We're listening. <laughs> there we go. Um, so, yeah, there's some really good metal, good, really good local metal. We're going to play some music uh, by Manic Blackout, who will be playing on that show. So check, stick around to the end. Nice. Uh, that's July 17th, uh, 7 o'clock. Cool. So uh, July 18th, what you got going on, Harley? July 18th, we have Phil Jackson, uh, Dusky Sunday,
1: who we played earlier on, mm-hmm. uh, uh, playing at the Steamboat Tavern. Uh, in Ipswich, that'll be fun, won't it? Yep. Yeah, that's a nice and then little... new stage. Have you, have you seen new stage yet?
0: uh No, I've not actually been right. on it yet. I will have to check it out. Um, if you're not playing? Definitely worth going. Check it out. Yeah, Phil Jackson and then and Dusky Sunday will be a nice match together. I think they've played before. Yeah. Um, 19th. So that is the Friday. Somebody I'd not heard of before. Alfie Carpenter. Oh right. He's yeah. going to be playing at the Smokehouse, I believe. Where is he from? uh he's from suffolk is he suffolk Billy? okay um, um but i wanted to play some of his music but <clears throat> it sounds good but it's not the most radio friendly because it's okay. quite nice and ambient and airy and sounds of the forest yeah things like that so if you really like to sort of go and watch something chilled like really really chilled and Sit just back, close relax. your eyes and listen nice um, man the smokehouse uh this friday 7 30 cool um
1: <laughs> yeah. That
0: sounds like a good gig.
1: Cool. So, uh, also on the nineteenth at the Black Horse in Ipswich, we have a-talk. A-talk. a talk. a talk!
0: A talk! A talk! a talk. Yeah, a talk. Yeah. They're like a- Viking metal.
1: Yeah, an awesome band fronted yeah. by Andy Clark, absolute legend, incredible guitarist. I don't know if he plays guitar with those guys or whether he oh, just know, sings. But check them out because they are very good. Also, there will be Ghost Season, who are a band all the way from Greece. um so with if you lightning. so check them out, and there's it says plus more, so there's a lot to be had at the Black Horse if you're uh, if you're heading that way.
0: You're a you're a metal heading that way. uh <laughs> So that's also Friday, and that was a very rain of laugh there. Also Friday, I'm playing at Manning's Woo! with uh, I believe that one will be with Mister Rich Webb. Yeah, so I'll be playing double bass for that one. I'm going to be doing full night. That was originally going to be at the Rep. And, uh, okay. and, and a lot of people know why it's not going to be there anymore um, so Saturday uh, at 8 o'clock oh, no it's not wait a second What's, what day is the 19th that is the Saturday isn't it um, yeah Yeah. no it's the Friday no it's the Friday okay yeah so Friday 19th just, I've just I, error I, I wrote it down wrong
1: oh dear oh dear so let's go to the Saturday which is the 20th hey. uh, we have uh, at the Smokehouse the Stroppies the Australian band well, Stroppies, mate. Stroppies, say it again. Yeah. So, we've got the Stroppies, Tundra, and Groff. Mm. <laughs> they're all very, like, they, they, they're quite nice in an Aussie accent. <laughs> Tundra. So, so, Tundra, who we, we, we played earlier. Um, yeah. And, yeah, it'll be quite cool to have some international music.
0: International? <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, that'll be, so, if you like your sort of uh, punk slash indie music... Indie's too much of a catch-all term, but you know what I mean. It's guitar-based music that isn't heavy. Nice. Um, So, yeah, The Smokehouse, that's the 20th. Uh, Also, July 21st, on the Sunday, I'm playing again. This time I'll be playing guitar as a duo at 4 o'clock on Sunday at The Forge. So, not a lot of people have played there yet, I don't think. No. Uh, They've they've only just started doing live music, and I was very fortunate to be one of the first people contacted. So, ah, fortunate. da uh, that works as much, um, so yeah, Sunday at four o'clock. And the forge is where at four the... o'clock mm, there's too many of them, it's great. Um, at four o'clock, uh, I've been fortunate to play the Forge Kitchen, uh, on the Ipswich waterfront. Yeah, um, really nice restaurant. Actually, what well, used to be Lock Fine, used to be Lock Fine. If
1: there's anyone who doesn't know where it is, it's yeah. yeah, yeah, right near, right sort of near the entrance to the Suffolk College, isn't it? Yeah, um. Yeah, it's really nice. They do good food there as well. So if you want to go have a bite to eat, they do a lovely burger. He's not getting paid for this. I'm not. No, I just really like it. That's there. nice. Look yeah. For that.
0: All right. I'll, okay, so we should talk to PRS about if that works for, that... <laughs> for Forge forge royalties. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's all our gig list for this week. Have uh, there anything we missed? I don't think so. Well, let us all... know, guys. Um, if you've got gigs, please let us know. Um, because we, we're always looking out for stuff that we want to check out. Um, you know, this, We've got a wonderful, vibrant local music scene. Yeah, we, we figured are. this out at Music Day. We were very overwhelmed with just how much great music there was. Um, and it wasn't surprising, but it was quite overwhelming. I yeah. sort of put up a thing about it. Um, just how, how much of a privilege to be part of it.
1: Yeah, we, we are in a very good place for music, Yeah, hence why we're able to walk into a room and do a show about music locally mm-hmm. for
0: like... Every and, week. Yeah. And, and we've been doing it for almost two years now. And,
1: and the fact that there's actually a room that we can walk into to do this is always yeah. really nice. Absolutely. And not so, everyone yeah. has
0: that. So hate is going to hate, but appreciate is going to appreciate? Yeah that's it so ladies and gentlemen let's finish off with something heavy hey, um, faded to the light it's a uh, sort of a preview recording from Manic Blackout's upcoming album they're going to be playing this Wednesday uh, with Catalysis in Chantry uh, until next week oh we love you don't we oh we do oh my god <laughs>